Son and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Canvas Lang this morning. We come together to celebrate the funeral mass for Pat Lynch. Uh, welcome Angela and Gillian and Karen, her daughters, uh, Derek and Ian and Stuart, their spouses, her husband uh, James Lynch. Welcome to our grandchildren who are here with us, Caitlin and Grant, and Rachel and Rebecca and April. And welcome also to Thomas, our brother, our sister Carol and Vince and Liz. Welcome to all, all family members who are here and friends. A speci special word of welcome uh, to other family and friends who will join us in the audio recording of the Mass later on in the day. Welcome to our brother uh, James and Marianne in America who are unable to be here with us and who will be listening to the Mass on the recording. Many people, as you know, would have liked to have been here with us but are unable to be here because of the pandemic. They send an assurance of their good wishes and prayers to all who are gathered here in this place. Pat herself was simply an extraordinary woman. She was very brave over many years as she faced great ill health. But she was also an enormously talented and gifted woman who always showed great commitment and energy in anything that she undertook. She had a joyful and happy spirit, which was always evident and was even there in those final days of her life. Many people have taken the opportunity to say how sad they are to hear of her death. And we thank all of those who looked after her and cared for her over many years of ill health. Today, most of all, we are thankful for her life, her spirit, the joy that she brought to all of your lives. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, in whose presence the dead are alive, and in whom your saints rejoice full of happiness, grant our supplication that your servant Pat, 
for whom the fleeting light of this world shines no more, may enjoy the comfort of your light for all eternity. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God for ever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the first letter of St. John. Dear friends, let us love one another, since love comes from God, and everyone who loves is begotten by God and knows God. Anyone who fails to love can never have known God, because God is love. God's love for us was revealed when God sent into the world his only Son, so that we could have life through him. This is the love I mean, not our love for God, but God's love for us, when he sent his son to be the sacrifice that takes our sins away. Dear friends, since God has loved us so much, we too should love one another. No one has ever seen God, but as long as we love one another, God will live in us and his love will be complete in us. The word of the Lord. Wings. Burn. 
A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Be ambitious for the higher gifts, and I am going to show you a way that is better than any of them. If I have all the eloquence of men or of angels, but speak without love, I am simply a gong booming or a cymbal clashing. If I have the gift of prophecy, understanding all the mysteries there are, and knowing everything, and if I have faith in all its fullness to move mountains, but without love, then I am nothing at all. If I give away all that I possess piece by piece, and if I even let them take my body to burn it, but I'm without love, it will not do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. It's never jealous. Love is never boastful or conceited. It's never rude or selfish. It doesn't take offence and is not resentful. Love takes no pleasure in other people's sins, but delights in the truth. It's always ready to excuse, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love does not come to an end. The word of the Lord. Please stand. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus said to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God still and trust in me. There are many rooms in my father's house. If there were not, I should have told you. I am going now to prepare a place for you. And after I have gone and prepared your place, I shall return to take you with me so that where I am, you may be too. You know the way to the place where I am going. And Thomas said, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. The Gospel of the Lord. The illnesses that Pat Lynch had over the years were many. In all of these illnesses that came to her, she was very brave indeed. She fought back so often and would take all of the treatments that the doctors were able to give her, even although these were hard to bear. She was so eager to be well again, so anxious to go on living. Even in those last weeks, of her illness in the hospice. She was so keen to go on 
so willing to continue the fight, even although she knew that her life and time was running short. She was a remarkable woman to have endured so much and to be able to continue with such a positive outlook. Many, physically stronger than herself perhaps, would have succumbed to the illness long ago, but she clearly had something different within her. Spirit, endurance, resilience and an iron will to go on. The family willed her uh, to keep going too and wanted her to live. They comforted her, strengthened her and kept her spirits up, especially in those last weeks of her life. Although difficult days as they were, they were grace-filled days to be with one another in that last part of the journey of life. How precious those days and hours seem now. How important those words and that time spent with one another seems now. She was never alone. Family were there, and when not there, the nursing staff, the spiritual staff and helpers were all there for her. Many people in life maybe die without anyone around them, but this was not for Pat. She died surrounded by great love and by great peace. St Paul says something important in that reading that we've listened to today, that love remains. Despite all the things that happen, love remains. All sorts of things might pass away, and even in the end we might pass away, but love remains. Our love for one another doesn't die. We never stop loving that person, never stop thinking about them, and never stop caring for them. How true we feel those words to be today. We believe that love does not die. If anything, it grows stronger. The Gospel of today's Mass also wants to remind us that God's love doesn't die. He even at the end prepares a place for us. His desire is not to be separated from us. There will always be a place in the Father's house for us. The door is open, the table set, the place is made ready for us. His love never dies. Just a few details to share about Pat's life today. She was born on the 27th of August, 1952. Her parents, Thomas and Mary Graham, her brothers were James and Thomas, and her sister, Carol. She was brought up in Blantyre and loved her grand owner very much indeed. She attended the local primary school of St Joseph's and St Joseph's Secondary. When she left school, she went to Liverpool to be with her Aunt Sadie and Martha, whom she was very fond of indeed. She returned to Scotland and worked at uh, the, my father's moustache and the Schweppes factory. She was then to meet her husband James, and they were married and three daughters, Angela, Gillian and Karen, bringing them up in East Kilbride. Pat loved the girls very much, and it's very clear that the girls loved her very much too. She means everything to them. And they would want me especially to say, I think today, how much they loved their mum. 
There were lots of happy times, and it's clear that they had such a strong bond between daughters and mum. She was delighted too when grandchildren Caitlin and Grant and Rachel and Rebecca and April and Luke arrived in the world, and they, in many senses, were her life, that the love she had for her own children was extended to them. She was a wonderful gran, kind, attentive, and loving to the grandchildren, and loved them very much indeed. I believe a great-grandchild is also due in February, which you long to live to see. She was antipat too to Mark and Sharon and Leslie and Leslie-Ann and Christopher and Cameron and Katie and Jamie and Jennifer, Scott and Gemma. And I would like to just read out a letter received from Mark that sums up what they all felt about her and maybe speaks for them. It pains me to have to write this short note and to offer you, myself and my partner Janet's, condolences in the loss of your mother, Pat. I was only informed by Carol last night and was both saddened and warmed to hear that Pat's gang camped out in the hospice for her last two weeks. And whilst you are all devastated at the loss of your mum, your vigil, I am, I am reliably told by Carol, was one of a celebration of her life. My own exposure to Pat was mainly being a young boy uh, on my frequent visits to Scotland with my mum Martha. I was always fascinated by Pat's attention to fashion and style. She appeared to be the living essence of Lulu in my eyes and always will be. I will always hold her in the greatest of esteem and in my heart as a great Scottish lassie, and I am proud to have known her. I hope my note raises a wee smile, as it's meant to be, as it's meant to be so, to assure you of my support, albeit from afar. Our thoughts are with you. Be strong in the knowledge that your mum lived her life to the full and always will be held in the highest of respect. In her 40s, uh, she chose a new path, working uh, with young people. Uh, Just yesterday, I spoke to someone who worked with her who said that she was exceptional in the work that she did with young people, that she worked with, and that they loved her very much indeed and responded exceptionally well to her because they knew that she cared for them. Illness came to her then and she was forced to leave this work behind and retire from it. In her illness she went on a clinical trial that was to last two years. This was not easy but she was driven by the hope that she would be well again and that what she had experienced would benefit the health and well-being of others. We are sure that her case will bring healing, extended life to others, and maybe also provide a cure for them. She was overwhelmed by the professionalism of the doctors and nurses, but also of their personal care for her. 
a great bond developed between them over this period. I think those that cared for her were amazed at her ability to keep going and the strong resolve that she showed. She's also greatly supported in these times by Thomas and Liz and Carol and Vince, and she had also great love and support from Derek and Ian and Stuart, her son-in-laws. The many people who met Pat over the years speak of her great warmth and kindness. She liked to laugh and to have fun, and she also liked to feed people when they came to visit her. She had a great gift of hospitality and making people feel at home. She liked to reminisce over the past and very often was full of wise sayings and wise advice for anyone who would listen. She also, I believe, could be direct and speak her mind when she felt that she needed to. The family, I know, have been overwhelmed by the kind words that people have said about Pat and the the great help that they've received over a long period from the hospitals, the hospice and others. And they're deeply appreciative too to Robert Burrell for his kindness in the funeral arrangements. Pat leaves behind a rich legacy of good things in the lives of her girls and the family. And I think the family can hardly believe or imagine life without her. But they know that life continues and we're stronger by the people that we've had in our life. Of course, that's the way that God makes it so that we can love one another because he himself is love. Today, there is great sadness and loss uh, for this family, but this is not the end. There is joy and laughter of the past years. There's the love and attention that you've known. There's the blessings showered down to you over the years. In place of that sadness, surely today, there's pride and joy in the life of Pat and all that she's meant to you. Thank you, Pat, for the good that you've done in this life. Thank you for the blessings that your life has been to so many. Thank you for bringing joy to many people's lives over the years. Thank you for your exceptional hard work, your kindness shown to many. Thank you for all that you've done for the family and the good example that you've been and the wise advice that you've given and the good road that you've shown to follow. You'll never be forgotten. May you know peace, eternal peace that God alone can grant us at the end of our journey. Now you can lay aside the burdens of the illness and walk in the light.
to stand. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Grant our supplication, we pray, O Lord, that this sacrifice may benefit, benefit your departed servant, Pat, since through its offering you have loosened our offences in all the world. We ask this through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, for it's at your summons that we come to birth, by your will that we are governed, and at your command that we return on account of sin to that earth from which we came. But when you give the sign, we who have been redeemed by the death of your Son shall be raised up to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the company of the angels and the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. Holy, 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 holy Lord God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Please be seated. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and, once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember, Pat whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also all our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the blessed apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him. O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Please stand. We pray together in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who will live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world, blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. with regard to Holy Communion, normally you would come forward just to the front to receive Communion, but uh, because of the restrictions, uh, may I just give you a wee bit of guidance with regard to that. So if you'd like to receive Holy Communion, I'll just invite you to stand uh, and I'll come forward through the church and give Holy Communion. If you don't want to receive Communion, then just be seated. Uh, again, if you don't want to receive Holy Communion but would like to receive a blessing, just put your hand, just stand and put your hand on your breast. Uh, and I'll come forward as I go through the church and give you a blessing. If you don't want to receive Holy Communion, don't want to receive a blessing, then just uh, stay in your seat, just remain seated. So please stand if you want to receive. I watch the sun
May the sacrifice of your church, we pray, O Lord, benefit the soul of your servant, Pat, so that she who received the sacrament of Christ's mercy may enter his company together with all your saints. We ask this through Christ our Lord. of God come to her aid, come to meet her angels of the Lord, receive her soul and present her to God the Most High. May Christ who called you take you to himself. May angels lead you to Abraham's side. Receive her soul and present her to God the Most High. Give her eternal rest, O